We've reached 76 million on one Facebook post alone. We're reaching about 60 million mums in 30 days across Facebook. Social media is great in as much as try something new. If it works, awesome, clap your hands. If it doesn't, delete it, try something else. I've done that the whole 10 or 11 years I've been in business. Like we don't stop trying new things. Hello and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Today's guest is a passionate online entrepreneur who specialises in catering for the needs of mothers across Australia. Belinda Jennings is the founder of Australian Baby Bargains, Mum's Pantry and Mum's Central. Now, since 2010, Belinda, who's a mum of two, has amassed a highly engaged community of more than 850,000 mums across Australia. And yes, I did say 850,000 mums across Australia. Today, we are going to explore Belinda's business journey and discover what it takes to build Australia's largest, most engaged community of Australian mothers. I would love to make a warm welcome to Belinda Jennings. Hi, gorgeous. How are you? It is so good to finally, you know, amass our schedules and have the opportunity for me to interview you. I know. I really, really appreciate it. Now, just a little bit of background for our listeners. Belinda and I first met 10 years ago when we were in the early days of our very first businesses. I happened to be living in Perth at the time. There was no startup community for women at that time. And you really did need to use your initiative and create your own connections. And uh, Belinda and I had the pleasure of reaching out and connecting with each other. We worked collaboratively for a number of years to grow our respective platforms at the time and engage our communities of mothers. And over the decades since we first met, I have had the opportunity to, to watch Belinda's rise to creating one of the largest, most engaged communities of mothers in Australia. So I thought today, Belinda, we could deep dive into your business journey. And I really want to start by taking you back in time. And I want to <laughs> I want to head back to 2010. If we can, you know, shift years. Uh, you've recently launched your first business, Australian Baby Bargains. Can you share with us a little bit about what this business is all about? I'm keen to also hear about, you know, what prompted you to launch the business? What was that opportunity that you saw? And kind of who inspired you to, to launch this business? I, I know that I've, you know, I've given you four or five questions there, but I'm really keen to, uh, to understand what was this first venture all about? I kind of fell into this one, to be honest. I didn't initially go in 
thinking I was going to start a business, but I just found a need in the market. First time mum on maternity leave, my boy was about six months old and I was selling his gear on Gumtree and eBay. Back then, Facebook Marketplace didn't exist. So they were the two outlets to sell your baby gear. You were so ahead of your time. (laughs) Very much so. And um, essentially, I was like the main breadwinner. I was on maternity leave and, you know, trying to fund the next stage of this baby that's starting to actually grow up and need things. I just got really despondent with the activity on Gumtree and one month I got a bill from eBay and I looked at it and I thought, that can't be right. You want to charge me how much to sell my baby gear? But half the time I didn't sell them or they didn't get very much money. And anyway, so long story short, I decided I'd only just joined Facebook. Facebook was really in its infancy then, decided to um, start an album of things and put it on my Facebook wall and promote it to my friends. I'd seen friends doing it with furniture and so forth. And so I called it Bell's Baby Bargains and, and started listing the things in there that I wanted to sell and thought I'll sell it to my friends. Very impatient I am. And very quickly <laughs> I went, I want to reach more people. So I thought I'll have a go at starting one of those page things. And so I started Adelaide Baby Bargains. And, um, you know, I had came with, you know, probably 15 years of marketing. And I was really hungry about this new online presence that was happening, what Facebook was all about. So I started this page and went out and said, hey, local mums, come and join. Let's sell amongst each other and make money, Um, save money, sorry. It took off really, really quickly. Clearly, I'd tapped into something, not realising exactly how big it was. So very quickly, I realised I needed to develop a website. And so I got a local web developer to help me create you know, the uh, parenting edition of Gumtree. It was a classifieds website, 75 categories of baby and kids. Uh, Again, it's free to list. And so I just helped that grow. I was on maternity leave. I was um, enjoying my little boy and I was soon to return to work and I didn't really want to go back to work, but I had to. And what I found was um, it was just a passion that drove me. And I just saw as our community grew on Facebook, the mum started reaching out for questions and advice. And, you know, when I had my son, I wasn't on Facebook really actively. And so I used forums back in the day. I feel so long ago. But, you know, I went into a pretty dark place. I had a lot of problems with breastfeeding and colic and all this kind of stuff. My friends couldn't relate to it. So I used forums to get advice and they were so powerful. And I never forgot when my community started to grow just how powerful that forum was to me. And I wanted to be able to use that momentum and the network to be able to help other women. And that's one thing that I have never lost sight of is about that connection. And so that's really fueled me the whole way along about the power of the internet and the power of culture in a community to help women through the challenges of parenting no matter what stage they're at. So essentially I then um, developed the website, I wrote a press release, well I got someone to help me Uh, and then I went to Today Tonight and said hey I'm a local mum, I've got this new um, business, it's a free site for mums to buy and sell their baby gear, would you help me get the word out there and so they gobbled it up and I got six minutes on Today Tonight and that absolutely just took us off to the next level. So that was a really good kickoff to get the name out there um, 
I, I so love that, Belinda. Do you know, with my first business, I actually went to Today Tonight too. Yeah. I mean, they can they can do some crazy stories, but, geez, they're good when they see something they really like. And, and I always have found a lot of support from shows like that um, to really just, you know, help you get your name out there. And absolutely. it's surprising how many people watch it, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. My website actually crashed. Yeah, mine <laughs> did too, actually. <laughs> I, was, I was, like, kicking myself at doing happy dance at the same time so. yeah 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 it was yep. one of those big learnings you know to uh-huh. let, let your host hosting company know that you're gonna you're about to do tv but um, yes, yes yeah exactly. Look, listen that first business was incredibly successful for you and it must have been a really amazing opportunity to learn about how to sell to mothers so I'm really curious to ask you what did you find worked really well in attracting mothers to your business Well, look, at the end of the day, I just let them guide me on what did they want. I really listened to uh, what they said uh, on the Facebook page, what they were posting on the website, um, and I let them lead it. I guess one thing I've done really differently from the very start is I haven't gone out there with a business plan and gone, this is my dream, this is what I want to do, and this is what you have to do to be a part of this. I've let them call the shots and I've just steered the ship based on their navigation, if that makes sense to a degree. Um, And so being real, like, uh, you know, what's and all talking about the stuff, you know, that we want to talk about amongst other mums, it's that mum to mum thing. And and the whole way through Mum Central, it's all about what do other mums say? You know, as baby bargains, we were doing, you know, what do other mums think? My, My child's not quite doing this. And I saw a real thread of, Uh, mums sick of the expert books they have their place but they're sick of the expert books and they want to know what other mums have to say you know they're starting to feel like am I failing my child is my child not up to scratch what age did your child start rolling over or what age did your child want a toilet train or whatever it might be and so it just gave them a lot more peace of mind and a lot less anxiety I think in all the craziness of motherhood and all the pressures we have on ourselves just to nail it and one thing I always remembered is you know anyone can have a baby but not everyone's the ultimate organizer or the most well-planned person so we just have this expectation that you're just going to get it and not every mum it comes naturally to them to be able to organise all the chaos, <laughs> if that makes sense. And so being able to have that supportive place to for them to reach out, sometimes anonymously, sometimes as themselves, and just really ask for advice and just have some peace of mind that they're doing, they're doing the best that they can and that they're okay. I just loved the way um, you talked about listening to your community and uh, letting them kind of drive it and you guiding the ship. I think that that really, really sums up what a lot of businesses and brands miss. So, you know, that for me is a real gold nugget takeaway from, uh, from, from what you've just said, Belle. Yeah, well, I always thought, well, if my shoe's on the other foot, what would I do? And I've always caught myself asking that question in situation and often in tricky situations like this is social media hey anything goes and uh, there's a lot of emotions in pregnancy and newborn and frustration and it's about just being fair and honest so yeah your podcast host katrina mccarter has launched her second book 
Called the mother of all opportunities, this book has been written for board directors, C-suite, senior marketers and business owners to shine a light on the enormous opportunities for growth which exist in the mum market. Katrina demonstrates why now is the right time to rethink your relationship with the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Fast track your brand and build a competitive advantage by gaining critical research-based insights into this massive and underserved market. If you live in Australia, you can get your copy from www.marketingtomums.com.au forward slash book. If you live overseas, you can get your copy from Amazon. Listen, can we fast forward a little bit? We're going to jump a couple of years. It's 2013 now, Belinda. You have spotted a gap in the market and you launch Mum Central, which is a go-to hub of Australian mothers who seek real stories from real mothers. I want to know, how did your product differ from what was already available in the market? And I guess what I'm really asking is, what was that problem or gap that you were looking to address in launching Mum Central? To be honest, I just decided that it was time to create a content site. I was running Australian Baby Bargains, which was, you know, a classifieds ad. We had a blog, but it really didn't display content very nicely. Um, it, its goal was classifieds. And I would really wanted to grow into this content hub, essentially. Uh, and what I found was our mums were repetitively asking, you know, what do other mums think? What do other mums do? They didn't want to hear the pressure as they saw it from experts saying your child should be doing this by X or that you should be doing that. And so we decided pretty much that it was time for us to grow up and get a big sister. Yeah, Mum Central was born in 2013. It was a bit of a fail it forward project because, you know, I'd never really written before. I'd never edited. So I got a, a friend who was my deputy editor and her and I just worked together to really develop an offering and start really tapping into the um, parenting space, essentially, with content. It was that user-generated content that we wanted to create, what other mums were having, like real mum conversations, giving real-life experiences rather than, you know, lots of, I guess mums were feeling like experts were pointing the finger and they just... Yeah, you wanted a space that was free of judgment. Exactly. And it's like, you know, one mum would put her arm around the other and go, don't worry, honey, my son does that. It's all good. Try this. And I just saw that repetitively and it's so powerful. Absolutely. It really struck a chord. And I remember, because I was, we were working a lot quite collaboratively at this stage, you enjoyed immediate success on launching Mum yes. Central, um, not just in terms of mothers, but also in attracting some big brand advertisers as well. Um, during the early days, oh, what worked really well for you to grow your community? And were there some specific kind of low cost strategies that you used to, I guess, grow awareness of Mum Central? Yeah, so um, it was very good. I mean, I guess we'd built the momentum. I think we were at 47,000 mums when we launched Mum Central. I'd just been through a 12-week tech accelerator program. So I just thought I had a network, like a classifieds website for mums. I didn't realise what 
I was really playing in, to be honest, and really had my eyes open, had some amazing mentors, and I closed my first round of funding. Um, so I had some really good momentum behind me to do that. And I guess for me, I was all about, right, it's time to put your big girl pants on and let's play in the real space. I'd cut my teeth and I was very wet behind the ears, but I still wanted to really go hard. So uh, essentially for me, you know, I just engaged them on social media. Social media is the cheapest marketing tool I have ever had. I, uh, I just asked questions. I got to know my audience. I didn't sell, sell, sell. You know, there's a formula out there that's like, you know, for every 10 posts you do, seven of them should be engaging. Two of them should find out about them and one should sell. I think that's the right formula. And essentially, you know, they don't want you to be selling to them all the time. We're sick of being sold to. Uh, we get it all day long. But people love it when you ask them, what do, what do you think? What do you want? Uh, and so I was just asking lots of questions, finding out a lot about them. I would listen to webinars. You know, Zoom wasn't a thing back then, but I'd watch webinars. I'd sign up for newsletters um, and I would just follow and learn as much as I could. There's so much free out there. It's not funny. And even in this day and age, you know, follow the experts in the chosen social media channel that you choose. Don't try and do them all at once. Just pick one or two and be awesome at them. You know, personally, I'm the Facebook queen. I love Facebook. You know, we've got 760,000 mums on Facebook. We've reached 76 million on um, one Facebook post alone. We're reaching about 60 million mums in 30 days uh, across Facebook. And you know what? Like it's just trial and error. And I love that, you know, social media is great in as much as try something new. If it works, awesome. Clap your hands. If it doesn't, delete it. Try something else. I've done that the whole 10 or 11 years I've been in business. Like we don't stop trying new things. I have seen that. Like, and I talk to a lot of my clients about being bold and taking chances. You are someone who really epitomizes being bold. Um, and I've watched you uh, try, you know, test, test, refine, test, test, refine, all the way through. You're constantly learning and and applying new things. So that's something that I've certainly watched and observed uh, you, you go through with Belinda. Um, one of the questions I really wanted to tap in was to ask you, were there things that perhaps didn't go so well? I know we talk a lot about, you know, what has worked really well, but what are some of the things that perhaps didn't go quite so well? Yeah, there's oh, there's been plenty of those things that have happened. I mean, you know, what's that journey of an entrepreneur without the ups and downs? But probably it's something that pushed me to develop Mum Central was, you know, I was um, back in the very beginning with Australian Baby Bargains, you know, everyone said to me, that won't work unless you charge the mums. And I'm like, well, no, I don't want to charge the mums. That's why I started it. And they're like, well, you have to make money somehow. And I'm like, well, I'll charge the people who are going to benefit from these mums and I'll charge the advertisers. So when I went out and started getting uh, advertisers on board, I really found that uh, once we started to really be serious about this as a business, I pigeonholed myself with my brand. And uh, this is something I warn other people to really think about when you're thinking about your brand. You know, I was Australian baby bargains on a classifieds website. So I'd get brands that would say initially, uh, I don't want to be on a bargain site. I don't want to be on a classified site. Love your audience, but I don't want just Adelaide mums. And I'm like, <laughs> 
do you not want just Adelaide mums? We're awesome. But, you know, it's like, okay, I've got to go national. If I want to break this, or you know. So it was all the little things that happened from the advertiser perspective that made me go, okay, I need to, you know, right, that's the next big thing. That's the next. So it sort of pushed my thinking forward. And then, uh, yeah, when I was branding Mum Central, I'm like, what am I going to create that can't pigeonhole me again? Because it hurt. It slowed me down quite a bit. And at at that point, I just received seed funding. Um, I had um, four investors who put some money in and were going to help me to kind of take it to the next level. And I felt like I had this responsibility now, um, uh, having investors and shareholders. And so I went and got an office and I got an imp- a sales person and I'm thinking that's the things, you know, that's not my forte. I just wanted to do the other bits of the business and thought I had to have an office and be a bit more professional and it chewed a lot of my money. Uh, and looking back, I'm like, why did I even think I needed an office? And, you know, a year later I moved out because it was just a waste of money. The staff I started with weren't the staff that I ended with, well, not ended with, but they, you know, they weren't the right staff and I ended up recruiting a team all around the country who were the best at what they did Um, and, you know, we do everything remotely now. But, you know, that was that, I mean, it cost me quite a bit of money. I I developed an app for the classifieds thinking that might be a good idea and and used a lot of money, which was just really a nightmare and I wouldn't do it again because, you know, things have changed so much in the digital space since then. I mean, we're talking like 11 years ago. It's, It's amazing how quickly technology moves. But look, at the end of the day, you know, these are all the things that grew me into the direction that I took because, you know, it's like, okay, that's not working. Let's find another option. Let's pivot. Let's find another way to go. So it's all part of that. That's the path that I'm meant that to be journey. on. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I love that. And do you know our journey was really, really similar? I, with my first business, Bubbler, experienced that same feeling in terms of the pigeon pigeonholing where they where advertisers wanted to engage with my audience but didn't want to be associated with a group buying site. So I similarly had that experience. And also uh, what really resonated for me there was bringing on shareholders. I brought shareholders into my business for as well and that weight of responsibility in terms of, it's, you know, u- utilising someone else's money was uh, really certainly adds uh, some weight to what it is that you're doing. So I didn't know that our, our journeys were really quite so, so, similar, so similar, but some great learnings there. Mm. I want to now move us forward to 2015 and you launched Mum's Pantry, which was a dedicated food channel. Um, I'm really interested if you could tell us a little bit about why you decided to uh, kick off with a standalone food channel to your network. Yeah, well, um, it was something I'd wanted to do for a little while. I think the timing was right. Mum Central was um, doing really well. We had some amazing advertisers. We had really nice growth in the network and awesome engagement. And I just thought it's time to just add another, like, another sister site. So we had the buy and sell, we'll have food and we'll have the parenting hub. And um you know, what's something we all love? Well, food. Uh, So I actually um, went into this business with a co-founder. I was a co-founder and I went in with another lady and she did the food and I did the tech. 
and it worked really well. So yeah, it was it was a, a lot of effort to kind of fill a site full of content to launch. We didn't launch with nothing, so it was a lot of hustle. But it was interesting for me because I was I was the only one behind Baby Bargains and Mum Central at that point. So going in with a co-founder, I actually got excited about having somebody else to share it with, you know. But uh, for whatever reason. It didn't go. It didn't go ahead on her part. I bought her out. Yeah, I, I continued Mum's Pantry on my own and just kept that going. So we still have Mum's Pantry, and we were running a separate Facebook, running Instagram and the website separately, which was really monotonous having to do twice as many posts and yeah it's quite heavy so um, we decided to streamline everything into Mum Central on Facebook alone uh, and merge it together which was it took us a while because you got to play within the guidelines of Facebook on renaming your pages to get identical but we got there yeah I merged them together it's probably the best thing I'd done because I sort of plotted along for a while uh, my poor social media manager was like feeling like it. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much work. Yeah. Well, listen, I remember when uh, Mum's Pantry uh, launched, it really took off. At that stage, there really wasn't that kind of food channel available. It was, I thought that you, it was a really great strategic move. And Mum's absolutely loved it. I saw your numbers were just going wild. I was watching this community grow. I want to know, what do you think that that early success around Mum's Pantry was due to? Well, we never did fancy pants food. We did like stuff that you'd cook, home cooking, you know, you'd find most of the ingredients in your pantry. It wasn't overwhelming. You didn't need to be Nigella Lawson uh, or, you know, have all the culinary skills to be able to cook nice food. Uh, and it was a bit of everything, although the Mum Central readers have a real sweet tooth. So um, we did kind of lean a lot more towards the sweet things. Um, but what I did discover really, really quickly is just how big food is on Facebook. I had a partnership with Pure Gold Pineapples. That was one of my um, great food collaborations. And I taught our mums a lot about the benefits of eating pineapple. And I just played around with a lot of things. You know, did you know that this is how pineapples grow and, and did memes about the benefits of eating raw pineapple and this and that. And it was just the most incredible experience. And I learned a lot about how our mums love facts and how they like to share facts with their friends and be the notable ones to go, hey, Jenny, did you know this? Or it was, yeah, because I'd always done memes that were funny or, you know, heartwarming. Suddenly the educational realm, it's like, wow, actually they love, they're digging this. But yes, food, crazy. Uh, we had a massive meme that went viral. I think it went around the world three times. It was about ice cream that's got 5% alcohol in it called wine ice cream. I think 56 million reach. And, you know, back then that that was massive. But, you know, we grew, that page grew 47,000 likers in one week. Yeah. Oh, um, I remember. It was just, it was going bananas. <laughs> it really was. And and oh. I think, as I said, I think you spotted a gap, like, about that everyday food. Mums comes to five o'clock, what are we going to, you know, do we really have to cook again? And the yeah. option to, uh, to be able to refer to quick kind of home style cooking that came again without that yeah. judgment about needing to put something magnificent on the meal so uh, on the table I'm sorry so yeah no I, I saw it it was it was great to watch now 
I want to talk about now Mum Central. Like over the last nine years, the Mum Central network has grown, as we said, to 850,000 mums across Australia. You are attracting really big name advertisers and you kind of, you deliver a range of advertising options that really allow brands to build their, uh, not just their connection, but their engagement with mothers in a more authentic way is, is one thing that I've really noticed. Needing an energetic, dynamic speaker at your next conference or event? Katrina McCarter, your host of Marketing to Mums, the podcast, speaks around the globe on all aspects related to marketing effectively to mums. You can download her speaker kit at katrinamccarter.com or contact her directly on LinkedIn via her profile, Katrina McCarter. First up, I just want to say hat tip to you. want to congratulate you on what it is that you have built over the last decade. But uh, I know just how much grit and uh, skill it takes to grow a community of this size, but more so keeping a community of this size highly engaged. You know, I've watched, you know, over the decade, seen ma- many mum communities come in and ride some early success, but They've not had the staying power and that level of engagement that you've been able to achieve over the years. And I'm going to ask you here, what's your secret? <laughs> yeah, it's like, Can you share it with all my listeners? <laughs> it's like asking you for the secret herbs and spices. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. That's really beautiful for you to say that. I guess passion's just driven us to keep being innovative across the years you know there's a lot of copy paste copy paste that goes on in the digital space and we've always pride ourselves on the fact that we always try to create beautiful unique content for our advertisers and you know I think that makes a really big difference when you're talking about being authentic with your readers you know I have I have curated a team of writers that are passionate about what they do. They write so beautifully. They take you on a journey, like it's almost like a dance through some of the articles. And that is all about, you know, like engaging the reader to read to the bottom of the page, not just skim the first few paragraphs and click away. Makes a massive difference to the engagement for brands. It makes a massive difference to the time on page for articles and our website. And it just really makes our mums real really think that we're writing for them, which makes a huge difference when you're in publishing. Uh, as far as social media goes, I think I've touched on a lot of that. Like it's just about being authentic. And I know I feel like the words just bashed around quite a lot being authentic but really just be you I say to people you know we don't do who wore what on the red carpet like or we don't do controversial we don't do topics that we know are going to get their backs up there's other platforms and other networks that do that really well and they can have that I want everybody to touch the mum central network and feel more positive and rewarded for having been with us for that moment of the day than to walk away feeling angry or upset or even more anxious because somebody, you know, we we have a most beautiful culture on our social media and it's taken us a long time to, you know, it's just been consistent discipline about what we will and won't tolerate. Even in our groups, 
We have um, Pregnancy Mums Australia, Baby Mums Australia, Toddler Mums. We've got Mums of Teens and Tweens. That's a new one because <laughs> that's a whole new game. And highly, highly undercated for. Oh, that's just taken off, yes. Um, and I guess what I've loved is that, you know, my mums, my mums, listen to me, they started nine years ago when their babies were little and now they're joining me in the teens and tweens group because, you know, we take them on a journey. I found with baby bargains, I was having them just for that pregnancy and baby phase and that was it. Now we get them when they're pregnant and they join us and they just hang around and come in and out as they need to across that parenting journey. So um, it's just about providing so many varieties of content. Take what you need, leave what you don't, leave your judgment at the door, be supportive and most of all have a bloody good time because parenting's a hard gig and we have a lot of sass, we have a lot of fun, but we know how to have those serious conversations at the same time. So it's just about, you know, take what you need each day. Love that. How do you actually track your engagement levels? Like, uh, I mean, what does engagement success look like in your business? So we track our insights daily. Uh, There's so many tools out there that you can use to do that. We do um, every morning my social media manager will share the insights for how we're tracking on a day-to-day basis. We look at obviously our engagement and um, uh, what's happening with Facebook and we look at Instagram, obviously the website. I track that quite tightly is around page views and number of visitors and so forth. Success for us is about the engagement more than anything. It's, you know, I've always said, and it's one thing I keep banging on about to advertisers and brands, like it's not about the biggest number. I watched so I watched some of the biggest networks in parenting push out four times as many posts to two or three times as many followers and get half as much engagement. So, you know, uh, we do really punch above our weight a lot when it comes to for the size of our our network how many people we engage and how many people we reach but you know at the end of the day it's just about tracking your numbers having a dashboard knowing what's your sweet spot and then you know staying on top of your numbers and 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 watching your posts like what did they respond to oh my god awesome let's do another one like that let's try new things and and I've got a really awesome social media manager who um just loves to try new things. So I'm always up for embracing her innovative thinking and her, yeah, her passion to bring new things to the table. Yeah, fantastic. Now, can I ask how has the global pandemic impacted engagement? Like has has that had any impact or? Oh, it's been awesome as far as engagement goes because everybody went into lockdown and then, you know, everybody turned online. For our business generally, uh, we did see some um, drop, but at the end of the day, only in the very initial stages when nobody knew what was going on. Sure, all the Chinese factories were closed, so stock wasn't coming. Then on the other hand, we had heaps of brands that were looking for new opportunities to reach people online. But what I found overall is mums weren't looking for the serious, like there's enough serious in the real world. Mums turned online and they wanted lighthearted, small, easily digestible content that was fun, that connected them with their friends and that kind of took away a little bit of the pain of what they were feeling at the time. So we just changed the way we created content to be less serious, more fun, 
more lighthearted, a lot more memes, a lot more video and yeah, just, it's just worked really well. And we've got some of the highest engagement we've ever had. Right. Really through the pandemic. Yes. That is brilliant. Well, we just hit our biggest meme. I'm trying to think, was it 74 or 76 million? Wow. Uh, And um, yeah, that's like, you know, 10 years in. Back in the early days, how easy was it to get likers? Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) On Facebook it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we picked up 15,000 likers in a month just two months ago. So I think that speaks volumes. Like people are just looking for new outlets and they're looking for new ways to to connect. connect. Yeah, I was going to say yep. that. Now, Belinda, you have been marketing to mothers now for well over a decade. If there were three tips that you could share with business owners and marketers about marketing to mothers, what would you what would you share? What are those three things that you think they could really benefit from? Mm. Well, I think I always do tell predominantly women, I love to help women get off the ground in their businesses. I always say, they say, I don't know what to do. Well, look, you know what? Find something that falls in line with your, with a passion of yours. Don't try and start something that you have no idea about or that just doesn't sing to you. Like if you follow your passion, I've always been a bit of a wheeler dealer. So starting a, a classified site, I loved that idea. It's like, yeah, I, I don't. I loved going to garage sales, and sometimes I'd buy things secondhand, and then I'd sell them, make a little bit of money that paid for the other things I bought. So it was kind of like mixing the passions, but a little bit of work at the same time. So you know, find something that you're passionate about, and then I would say, look at what are consumers wanting. Don't go there with your beautiful big ideas and nobody wants to buy it. You need to think about what are they looking for in the market, try and get ahead of a trend or find what others are doing, but, you know, there's a gap. So it is important, I think, because there's a lot of same-same out there and sometimes people wonder why they're not getting ahead in business. You've got to have something unique. So um, my third thing is just be individual like you don't have to be the same as everybody else. And I guess I've always tried to sort of lead with a bit of individuality in what we do. And, and and a lot of people always copy what we do. And then we just go ahead and innovate something else. And you know what, like, I'd like rather be the leader than the follower. And the same for you, like, find something individual, what's your secret sauce that you're able to offer someone else that sets you apart from the rest. And just remember, People love the way you make them feel at the end of the day, if that means beautiful wrapping of your products or if it means amazing customer service or if it means just cheeky, sassy, whatever it is, spunk about your brand. People love the way you make them feel. That's what will make people want to stay or tell others about you. Oh, some gold there, Belinda. <laughs> I love, I love it. Now, listen, I, before we before we finish up, I've got to ask you then, if they're like the key things that you need to do, where do you think that brands are going wrong when they're looking to connect and, and engage with mothers? I'd be really keen to hear your perspective on that. Sometimes they underestimate the power of the female purchasing power. Big time. (laughs) That's one thing I've learned. Brands that embrace women as the major decision maker would do really well and recognise that, look, at the end of the day, even if it's for men's products, we're the ones that, or, you know, big ticket purchases, we're the ones that are generally finding the information. And if we're sitting down with our partner and then having the discussion about what is it that we're going to buy, we're the ones that are choosing who are the ones we're going to put on the table. So you really need to be marketing to women before you market to men in most cases. I remember Mitsubishi 
you know, buying a car like you would know, Katrina, buying a car, it's it was so male-centric. And Mitsubishi decided that they were going to change the game on that. And I was the Mitsubishi mum for about four years and I would review cars. I remember. I remember turning up at a, at a Mitsubishi Outlander launch in Sydney. I was the only, well, I think there was one other female in the room. She was a motoring journalist and they're like all looking at me going, who's this woman? What's she here for? Yep. And uh, I felt like this, the, you know, odd one out, but they really did embrace it and they reaped some awesome rewards as a, as a matter of just saying, you know what, you know, we need to target women. And I've seen a lot of brands shift over the years, but yeah, that's one of the things. Uh, and also the other thing is like, I get so frustrated about brands that just get gravitate towards the biggest number and go, okay, I want to be with you and therefore I'll put my spend with you and that's going to get me the best result. Follow engagement. Don't follow followers. Like it's easy in this digital world to buy fake followers on Instagram. There's a lot of underhandedness on Instagram with comments and all this kind of jazz. Like do your research, work out who you're really advertising with, find who you really want to work with. Let them work for creating beautiful content for you. Like I said, there's a lot of copy paste in the digital world. We're all about creating beautiful content and engagement is key. You just can't be engagement. That's what's going to get you clicks. That's what's going to get you sales. And that's what's going to get people talking about your brand. Mm, and that is precisely why we are having our conversation today, because I really believe that you do an exceptional job at engaging such a large community of mothers. Belinda, if people wanted to learn more about you and how they actually might work with Mum Central, what's the best way for them to make contact? So uh, you can jump onto the Mum Central website, which is mumcentral.com.au. Um, if you contact, if you go to the contact us, there's an um, advertising inquiry form, or you can email me at belinda at mumcentral.com.au. Fantastic, um, Belinda. I would love to thank you for making time in your schedule. Uh, we're actually recording this for all of you to know just before Christmas, a day or two before Christmas. So thank you very much. Um, it was great to hear uh, more about your business journey and sharing your insights and being part of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Thank you, Katrina. I really appreciate it. I love telling my story. So yeah, and if I've helped others, then that's just even better because yeah, it's a crazy world out there trying to get your business off the ground and connecting to mums. But I tell you what, when you get it right, it's the most rewarding thing in the world. That's fantastic. Thanks, Belinda. Thank you. I hope you found that episode really valuable. Personally, for me, it was a real treat to be able to bring Belinda in onto the show and speak with her. She's someone, obviously, that I've been collaborating with uh, since my very, very first business over a decade ago. Now, I hope that the key message that you received from this episode was that engagement matters. And particularly if you are a large brand and you're engaging with advertising partners or influencers or publishers that you really took home that message that it's all about engagement levels as opposed to total numbers and followers. And if you are a brand marketer or you're a small business owner, I hope that you found Belinda's rich insights and tips really helpful for you to start building engagement amongst your community also. If you need some help, please feel free to reach out. This is something that I do and work with with a lot of business owners and brands as well. Until next time, thanks for listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast.
You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.